The Anarchist's Workbench by Christopher Schwarz Published by Lost Art Press This recording is by Ray Defterius and is not affiliated or endorsed by Lost Art Press in any manner. Any errors or omissions are purely the fault of the narrator, as is any general bungling of pronunciation of names. Chapter 15 Make it work right With the vices functioning, many woodworkers add a quick finish, boil linseed oil, and start building furniture. There is nothing wrong with that approach, except your bench is missing essential gear that makes your work easier. If it were a car, you'd be missing the radio, the air conditioning, and the ham sandwich. Building all these accessories takes one full Saturday, and every one of them pulls their weight for decades to come. I recommend you take a deep breath and say, I'm not done. Build the shelf. Many people skip the shelf. I had to nag Megan Fitzpatrick for more than 10 years before she put a shelf under her bench. It took about an hour of labour, and now it's stacked with crap. Victory. Editor's note. Now he nags me to clean up the crap under my bench. Because you didn't build a bathroom vanity workbench, yay you, the shelf is an important storage space. Historically it's where you put your bench planes when you aren't pushing them. I keep all my appliances down there. Shooting boards, moxen vice, doe's feet, battens, wedges, and small bits of wood to protect my work when using holdfasts. There's also lots of room to stack the furniture components I'm working on. At the end of every project, I clean out the shelf to get rid of the extra faulty parts that have accumulated down there. Then I start a new project. I make the shelf using one and a quarter inch thick boards, just like the rest of the components in this bench. For this design, there are six nine inch wide boards cut from two by tens, and two two and a half inch wide boards cut from crap found sitting on the shelf of my current bench. As I mentioned earlier, you can put a tongue and groove joint on the long edges, or shiplaps, or nothing. I prefer nothing. The shelf boards rest on one and a quarter by one and a quarter cleats that are attached to the stretchers with glue and screws. With the cleats secured, fit the shelf pieces. If your wood is fresh from the lumber yard, don't worry about wood movement. The stuff will shrink as it dries. If your stuff is bone dry and you're in a bone dry season, leave a 1 16th gap between the shelf boards to accommodate swelling during the humid months. I cut a small 3 16th by 3 16th bevel on the long edges of the shelf boards for looks. You can merely ease the edges with a block plane or apply a bead with a bleeding plane. Then attach the shelf boards to the cleats, two screws in each. Add finish. Break all the sharp edges with some sandpaper. Now apply a finish if you wish. Some people don't apply a finish because they don't want to make the wood any slippier. I can't be the super hardcore because an unfinished bench looks dirty in short order. I prefer two different finishes. Sometimes I apply two coats of boiled linseed oil. Just wipe on a thick coat, then use a rag to remove the excess. Wait for it to dry. Repeat. Linseed oil doesn't protect the wood much, but it's not a slippery film finish or a slick wax, 
and it's easy to renew. Just add more oil. The other finish I like is a homemade mixture of equal parts boiled linseed oil, paint thinner and spa varnish. The varnish adds a little more protection to the bench against spills. The paint thinner makes the concoction easy to rag on. Application is the same for the linseed oil. For this bench I used the oil varnish blend. We have a ton of it mixed up because we use it all the time. Don't bother finishing the undersides of the bench or shelf. Our ancestors didn't finish those areas either and their furniture and workbenches survived just fine. If this paragraph makes one of your eyes twitchy, remember that most over-the-counter finishes cannot block moisture exchange in the wood. So no, your benchtop won't warp. Tool Rack I scoffed at the French tool rack until I built one. The rack is a great place to put chisels, small clamps or other tools, screwdrivers, awls and cutting gauges, while you are working. It's like a tool tray that doesn't accumulate shavings. The rack is simple to build from wood. The rack is made from a wall that is 5 8 by 3 by 24 and three standoff blocks that are 5 8 by 3 by 1 and a half. I start with a single board that is 5 8 by 3 and a quarter by 30. I cross cut the standoff blocks from the board and glue them to the wall. Then rip the glued up blocks to 3 inches wide. Clean it up with hand planes, glue the rack to the back edge of the benchtop, flush to the benchtop, then secure it with some heavy nails. Bench hooks. I can't fathom working without a pair of bench hooks for cross cutting and shooting the ends of small parts. When I first started making bench hooks, I made them from three pieces of wood, the base, the fence and the hook. After seeing traditional old hooks, I stopped the laminating nonsense. There's been quite enough laminating in this book already. Now my hooks are sawn from one piece of two bar material. You make two rips, two cross cuts and drill two holes. Done. I prefer to make them with the handsaw, for both fun and for practice. Or well, I cut them on the bandsaw when I need to make 14 hooks for a class. The drawing shows the dimensions. I make mine from the scraps of yellow pine left from bench construction. After drilling the 3 8 hole in the ends, I hang them on a nail driven into one of the legs. Do this, and in time you will reach for them almost unconsciously, like the turn signal of your car. Doe's foot. If you have holdfast, the most important accessory is a couple of doe's feet. This is a notched batten, first brought to my attention by woodworker Richard Maguire. After some research, I found the appliance in Rubeau's book with its proper name. Doe's foot. It's a flat piece of wood, maybe half inch by six inch by sixteen. In one end is a V-shaped notch. The notch is made by drawing two intersecting 45 degree lines. After cutting the notch out, you can call it done. Or you can make it deluxe animal style and add some sort of grippy material to the underside. I've experimented with coarse sticky back sandpaper, 80 grit, and at the advice of the late Jenny Alexander, adhesive stair tread tape. Both work. The doe's foot helps restrain work from rotating or spinning on the bench top. When planing wide boards, press the board against the planing stop. Press the V-notch of the doe's foot against the far corner. Secure the doe's foot with the hold fast. You can then plane the board across the grain, called traversing, diagonally or with the grain.
The dose foot keeps the board from rotating. You can also use the dose foot for holding weird curved stock. Two of them can restrain a curved piece. One dose foot against the planing stop and one at the rear of the workpiece. Make a couple and you'll find them useful. Bench light. Even when I was in my late 20s, I appreciated a swing arm architect's lamp at the workbench. It allows you to see knife lines that overhead lights don't illuminate. You can easily rake the light across a board while you are planning to see where the imperfections have disappeared. Plus, it helps every operation on a cloudy day. I always buy vintage architect's lamps. Sad to say, they are better than the new lamps you can buy today at office supply stores. You can spend $20 on a no-name but well-made vintage example. Or drop $200 on a premium lamp intended for a high-class architect, such as the Luxo brand. Some people prefer the lamps that also have a magnifying lens. Or one with two kinds of lights, fluorescent and incandescent. To each your own. Whatever you do, get a nice LED bulb with a daylight temperature color of 5000K. The LED won't heat up your hands like a slab of roast beef at the cafeteria. The daylight color temperature will help you see the true hue of your finishes in the wood. Most of the swing arm lamps come with a flimsy clamp for attaching them to a drafting table. You may throw this away or recycle it. I make a new base for the lamp. It's a block of wood drilled with a hole to accept the shaft of the lamp, usually half inch, and there's a dowel sticking out of the block that goes into your hold fast holes. This replacement base lets you move the swing arm lamp anywhere on the bench top. Okay, now you are done. You should make some shooting boards and a sticking board for mouldings, but those can wait until the need arises.